Welcome to Trifecta Now, Living A Course in Miracles. We're on season six, and it's called Our Divinity. Episode three, The Separation. Welcome back. This series will talk about the major lessons that A Course in Miracles offers us. Our divinity is our guide, and our understanding of that divinity is the savior we are searching for in this world. The third topic in this series is The Separation. I've been running a weekly online book club since 2017. It started as an in-house book club at my own house. And once COVID came into being, it moved to online, specifically to Zoom. In every book club I have ever hosted since that time, someone has asked the question, what do they mean by separation? Or they've asked, they're talking about Adam, aren't they? The separation's origins began with Adam, yes, but our separation from our creator has been a long and winding road. When A Course in Miracles mentions the separation, and it does often, it starts in chapter two, the separation and the atonement, but it only begins there. The explanation of the separation in the first part of this book was set up in four steps, all these steps leading to how we separate ourselves from our creator and how that separation is justified. The first is our belief that we can change what God created. God created every living organism in this world. We do believe that we can change every organism in this world, or we certainly try to. The end game though, is that we can only alter its form in this world. We can't change it. The second is that we believe what God made perfect, which is us, we can make imperfect and lacking. We have told ourselves with societal pressures and norms set by institutions focused on making money that we lack something, that we are imperfect, that our looks are what means everything. And if you don't have something this world has deemed necessary or important, then we are imperfect or lacking. The third is that we believe we can distort God's creations, including ourselves. And finally, that we too can create ourselves and that the direction of those creations are up to us. (laughs) This third part is about the insertion of power and control over one another. It suggests that there is inequality So therefore, the superior ones must control and influence the inferior ones. This can be found, so this this writing, this section can be found in the first paragraph under the origins of separation in chapter two. It goes on to say that none of that existed before the separation and still does not exist now. The book consistently says that it is our belief in this that exists And it is only real because we perceive it to be real, meaning it is only real to us. It is not recognized as real to our creator, to our father. If you believe you were created by God and that he is in fact your father and creator, then it stands to reason that you would also believe that he had a purpose to and for his creations. That purpose was that he made us perfect and changeless. He gave us everything we could ever need with nothing lacking. 
God made us for a purpose and one that he wanted us to find and embrace. God also made us in his image, spiritual essence, so his spiritual image, and in doing so, gave us the ability to co-create with him, to create as he creates. If we decide free will to create in a way unlike our father, then that is our making, not our creating. It is important to understand the difference between creating and making. God creates because his creations are flawless and unchangeable. So what he creates creates as perfect in every way, he needs no do-overs or changes. His creations stand perfect and timeless, like him. In this world, we are makers, not creators. We make things that we either want to change or feel that, or feel that they need to to change or need to change them, what we make has flaws and can be changed. We seek do-overs and second tries. What we make does not stand perfect or timeless, or so we see them that way anyways. We see what we make as part of time and invested in time. We make instead of creating because of time and our perception of what and who we are. Did God really give us the ability to create like him? Absolutely, he did. We have the power and the ability to be creators, just like him. He gave that to us. How do we create and stop making? We understand how we separate it from God and find our way back. The atonement is our way back to being a creator and not a maker. The separation from God started with Adam. Yes, it did. Adam wanted to create outside of God's realm. Adam wanted to exert his free will. Adam listened to the lies of the serpent and he believed them. In Genesis, it references the Lord God making Adam fall into a deep sleep, but nowhere does it state he was awakened. Adam chose to leave the garden and that began our deep sleep and misperception of what we truly are. That is when the separation began. As we moved away from our creator, we mistakenly started to believe we could co-create without him. So we called what we made creating and we lost sight of what creation is. The next big separation that occurred happened within us. We made an ego and started to let it rule our lives and our journeys. We forgot what we were and started to mistakenly look to make a who out of what we are. We identified as bodies and made those bodies our sole identity. We saw ourselves and each other as bodies and began judging those bodies. We let fear and doubt trickle in and soon we allowed them to dictate our decisions and outcomes. The journey and purpose of our existence got lost and buried within us. We forgot who our creator was and what gifts he had bestowed upon us. All of us. We have been in a deep sleep, like Adam, and we need to wake up. When we were children, we were closely connected to our father. But as the illusions of this world seeped in, we forgot. We began believing that this world was real and that what and who we are was determined by us or others. Our divinity, our spiritual nature and presence began to disappear. 
Some of us manage to hold on to enough of it and watch for the signs to bring our spiritual nature and identity back into focus. We woke up. What does it mean to wake up and see the separation and how we got here? It means you can see that you are not a body. You have a body that is an organic species with a spiritual essence. It is seeing and understanding the spirit mind that is what we journeyed here for. We came here not remembering our creator with the goal to remember him and share his love, which is our love with all living species here. We have gotten lost. We have disconnected ourselves from our spirit mind, our Christ mind. We don't know who or what we are, so we feel alone, depressed, lonely, fearful, doubtful, guilty, worried. We have mistakenly put our faith in others. We let others tell us how to feel, think, dress, act. We are looking for our uniqueness instead of our oneness. We are moving away from our brothers and sisters instead of towards them. There is a spiritual war at hand. We need to awaken to our true identities and feel the joy, peace, and love that our Father embodied us with. We cannot share it if we do not feel it for ourselves. Love is an inside job. Once you find the love you have for yourself and your Father within, then the job of sharing it can begin. Our separateness needs correction and realignment. We must understand that we are never alone, nor are we separate from one another. We are the sons and daughters of our Creator. He created us so we could co-create with Him. We are an extension of Him. Just as our creations, our children, are extensions of us. Our reawakening is the key to undoing the separation from our Creator and ourselves. Once we can see that this world is not what our spiritual home is like, and that this world was created as a learning ground for us, we are here to learn so that freedom of spirit is obtained and accepted. I found a great quote from one of my favorite authors, Dr. Wayne Dyer. This is framed, this is a frame saying over a doorway in my house, and it says this, have a mind that is open to everything and attached to nothing. If you are not sure what he means by that, it is simply that you must be willing to listen to everything and choose nothing. The worst thing we do in this world is form opinions and get stuck on them. We forget to see both sides and even better, it all and see it all is nothing. It's not real. It is in healing our past and our perceptions and discovering our wholeness that we will start to find the peace we seek. We must all awaken to our true self and begin the journey we came here to complete. Thanks for listening. In two weeks' time, I will be sharing the next topic called healing and wholeness, which makes total sense because that's where we need to go in order to start this journey. This series is called Our Divinity. We review all the primary lessons of the book, A Course in Miracles, and provide some further details and explanations into what these lessons mean and how we can achieve them. 
If you're interested in contacting me, you can do so by email at trifectanow3 at gmail.com. Keep sharing the love. And remember, this is our journey together. Let's live in this moment. It's the only one that truly matters. Always love, Reverend Denise.